1: Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast.
0: Is there anyone luckier in America than Deshaun Watson has been over the last couple of years? It's Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, Series XM Channel eighty. So glad to have you with us. Want you to be a part of the program. You can hit us up on Twitter at Chris Carlin. You can also. Hit us up on the phone lines, which we will open shortly at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We have actual football tonight. It's the Hall of Fame game. It's the Jets. It's the Cleveland Browns. And we're not going to see Aaron Rodgers tonight. Probably not going to see Deshaun Watson very much at all, if at all, this evening. But you think about these two quarterbacks, and Aaron Rodgers, uh, certainly this offseason and... For the last couple of years, has gotten a ton of attention for everything that went wrong in Green Bay and for his journey to New York. And when you have a superstar quarterback coming to New York, you immediately ramp up all expectations and you assume that pressure is going to be ramped up too. But I want to talk about Deshaun Watson. Let's think about what has transpired over the last year and a half and understand where we are. Is there anyone luckier than Deshaun Watson when you think about it? He has not gotten nearly the attention for what is expected on the field, what happened last year when he came back on the field, and what has gone on really since Cleveland acquired him and gave him a fully guaranteed contract. The Browns' nation, and understandably so, has given him a pass. I mean, all of this self-inflicted drama for Deshaun Watson, who goes out and allegedly, uh, you know, assaults so many women and gets so many of the cases settled and there's no criminal charges that stick to him, then turns around, gets a fully guaranteed deal that puts pressure on every other owner in the league Because all of a sudden, everybody else is going to want it. And they have to hear about that for months. So the owners are ticked off at Jimmy Haslam. Then Watson misses the first 11 games last year with his suspension. Comes back. And as we talked about with Diana Rossini earlier, really did not, did not perform very much at all. There is a lot of pressure on Deshaun Watson.
2: Deshaun Watson, that's the quarterback that we're not talking about because I think people are uncomfortable talking about him. I think we're going to see a better version. But I also think this is a team if Deshaun Watson is just good. I'm not trying to say he needs to be the Watson we saw
0: in Houston. Just solid. I think the Cleveland Browns are going to be a team we're
2: talking about in January. It sounds shocking a bit right now because... You think about the AFC and you think about all the talented teams right now. I don't think we're paying attention enough to Cleveland because nobody wants to talk about it.
0: Well, nobody wants to talk about it because we all know that it dominated the offseason last year when the Browns went out and got him. And they're uncomfortable talking about what he is and all the money he got and all that. That's fine. But I also think we just kind of forgot about it, too. Nobody really cared after he came back because nobody expected him to come back and play well. Nobody expected him to all of a sudden be able to lead the Browns to a top offense in the league over his last six games of the year. Folks, I called the game in week 18 against Pittsburgh last season in Pittsburgh. Let me tell you something. Deshaun Watson was incredibly unimpressive and I get it. You miss all that time. You miss an entire season and then you miss the first 11 games of the next year. Okay. Okay. We're going to give you a little bit of time to work out the kinks, even though it was all your fault. But at the same time now, now, brother, this is is it. I don't even think it's just good like Diana's talking about. The Browns are a good team. That fan base, to say patient, would be the understatement of the century regarding what they have put up with and how they have navigated this situation. They were so patient that when we were talking about this last year, I'd say it was a good 70% of Browns fans that were more than willing to overlook what had happened as long as he was going to show up and win. Well, now's the time you got to show up and win. Pittsburgh is not getting nearly enough attention in that division, and they may not be as good as they have been. But they lost T.J. Watt for a good chunk last year, too. You got to remember, the Baltimore Ravens have done a lot to help Lamar Jackson. And then you have Joey B. in Cincinnati. There's a lot to work against. You could really point to how much harder, not just the AFC North, but the AFC in general has gotten in the relative short time of a year and a half since Cleveland went out and got this guy. They are desperately trying to win now. Deshaun Watson has a heck of a lot more at stake than he ever has before in his career, and now it is put up or shut up time. Because there is going to come a time, midseason, where if the Browns have not gotten off to the start that they expected, or just frankly, that Watson isn't playing at a very, very good level. Not even all pro, higher than what Diana's indicating, but a very, very good level. Everybody's going to get cranky. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Baltimore, San Francisco, your first five games. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Baltimore, San Francisco. There is one team that we expect to be not so great in that group and another team that we don't know about. The Cleveland Browns need to get out the gate. They need to come out and smack around two division teams with Cincinnati and Pittsburgh and announce their presence with authority. And that leads us to just the quarterback and what is expected there. We, we collectively have let him off the hook for what has happened. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. I don't think it's just okay. Like, even if the Browns are winning, but it's kind of in spite of him, or he's just along for the ride, I don't expect people to be all that patient with him. 888-SAY-ESPN, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Is there more pressure this year? On Deshaun Watson or on Aaron Rodgers? I say Watson. Rodgers is coming here, and he is a New York Jet, and he's happy-go-lucky right now. And frankly, so are the Jets. If they're just better, if they're just a playoff team, which, considering what their defense was last season... As Chris Canty has pointed out numerous times, if they just scored the league average in points, the Jets would have won 11 games, and it was a miracle that they won seven last year with the offense that they had. If they just get to the postseason, people are going to be thrilled with Aaron Rodgers. There's not a ton of pressure on Rodgers. There's more on Watson. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Lines are open for you now. Hey, let's go do our job, man.
1: NFL Nation 2 Time is here! On ESPN Radio. The Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: Go. This is Brooke Pryor with the Steelers. And the biggest thing we're going to be watching in La Trobe is, can Kenny Pickett pick up where he left off at the end of the 2022 season. Pickett finished last season throwing six touchdowns to one interception after the bye. But his rookie season, he did throw just seven touchdowns to nine interceptions. So this year's training camp is the first look at how Pickett is adjusting in his second year. Is he going to take that second-year leap that we see out of so many quarterbacks? And in front of him, there's a new offensive line. The Steelers made big moves in free agency to give Pickett more protection. We'll see how that pays off beginning in Latrobe. Trobe.
1: Countdown to kickoff with NFL Nation 2 days on ESPN Radio.
2: Chris Carlin in for Greeny. Listen,
0: the offensive line for the Pittsburgh Steelers has been a mess for a few years now, and they have done a really good job to try to fix it. In the draft, Broderick Jones this past season, they have added a lot to protect Kenny Pickett, and what Brooke Pryor spoke about there is 100% accurate. The confidence with which he was playing toward the end of last season, you saw the biggest word that you can see in a rookie quarterback, and that's growth. And let me tell you something. It's not easy to see that in rookie quarterbacks at that time of the year. When you hit week 14, 15, 16, you get tired. You get exhausted. You are playing deeper into a season than you ever have before in your entire life. You're a rookie quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, one of the national teams in the National Football League, and a town where it's not pressure – It's expectations. It's We're drafting you in the first round. You better be good. We want to see you be good. And, by the way, you're playing for your hometown team after having gone to college here as well for the last few years. Yeah. There was a lot of expectations for what he can be. And he started to meet them. And that exhaustion that a lot of times hit young hits young players, did not show up for Kenny Pickett late last season. So that's where it's going to be very curious for Pittsburgh. They get an incredibly tough test out of the gate with the San Francisco 49ers. We just told you they've got Cleveland in Week 2 on Monday Night Football. And then things soften a bit with a trip to the Raiders and a trip to Houston before Baltimore uh, in early in October. Here's the other thing. They have paid their defense. They have paid Alex Highsmith, who had a big year. Uh, T.J. Watt is obviously a tremendous pass rusher. You can argue, when healthy, the best in the league right now. If you are the Pittsburgh Steelers, the expectations with who their head coach is are always sky high. Are they the worst team in the AFC North? We spend a lot of time talking about the NFC East being – an incredibly strong division this year. What about the AFC North? Between Cleveland, who we just detailed a few minutes ago, and the expected improved play of a guy that just a few years back threw for 5,000 yards and is still in his 20s in Deshaun Watson. Between Joe Burrow, who has already been to a Super Bowl and has already winning playoff games on the road all over the place for a forlorn organization... And Lamar Jackson, who has gotten Odell Beckham and Zay Flowers, and he's got Mark Andrews, and he's got all kinds of help all over the place on his offense now, and always a very good defense. Is Pittsburgh the worst team in the division? Yeah, they probably are. But the worst team in the division is going to win a minimum of nine games, if not more. Remember what happened with Pittsburgh last season. They started 2-7. and 2-7. and seven. In Week 18, they were playing to go to the playoffs. With a little bit of help, they could have been in the postseason. Wow. I think Pittsburgh is going to be better this year. I don't think they're ready to win a championship by any measure. But Kenny Pickett has made the strides at the end of his rookie year. And now, do you go from being a guy who can handle it in the league to a guy that can make other players better and be a true franchise quarterback? I don't think the expectations are for him to be Ben Roethlisberger, but the expectations are not for him to be Ryan Tannehill either. Carlin, Infragrini, ESPN Radio, and on SiriusXM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit... Progressive.com Up next, I'm Christoph. There was an incident this morning that we have to talk about. And your calls. Who's got more pressure on them Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson coming into this season with football tonight at eight eighty eight? Say ESPN. It's Carlin for Greeny on ESPN radio.
3: Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to macy's.com slash today. That's macy's.com slash
1: Greeny, the podcast. Touchdown, Aaron Rodgers! Rodgers. This is the best thing that has happened to the
3: Jets since they drafted Choney.
1: I love Aaron Rodgers with something to prove in a new city. Rodgers should throw. Touchdown! Everybody wants to win MVP. Anyone who says they don't is
4: lying.
0: It's just they want to win MVP more than they want to win a championship. Eh. Carlin, in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. On your smart speakers as well, Browns-Jets' 2023 Hall of Fame game tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Who's got more pressure on them, Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson in the coming season? 888 say ESPN, let's do it. Katie starts us off on ESPN Radio. Katie, who you got?
2: I've got more pressure on Aaron Rodgers. Why? And I'll tell you why. Because Aaron Rodgers has one ring... He's chasing his legacy. He wants another. That's why he went to the Jets. He thought it was not happening for him in Green Bay. Deshaun Watson, what pressure does he have? He's already signed the massive contract. Deshaun Watson can go out. He can win a Super Bowl this year next year. He could win two back-to-back. It's going to be an asterisk. The world is never going gonna to forgive him. He's not going to ever be, be loved by the world. He's never going to be loved like Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's already ruined it. What pressure does he have? <laughs> Nothing. He's already paid. The rest of his life is set. Well, the rest Aaron of Aaron Rodgers has something to play for.
0: All right, listen, if you're talking about legacy, he hasn't prioritized it before, and I get what you're saying. Thanks for the call. Aaron Rodgers, you can certainly make the argument, would have had a much better chance of doing it in Green Bay over the last several years and took every penny and certainly didn't set himself up to have success last year by not showing up in the offseason with young receivers, and certainly even before that, by not committing to long-term being there, or at least letting guys like Devontae Adams know that he was going to hang around for a few years. So now he comes to New York with a town that is completely starved, an organization specifically, we're talking about 50 years. If Aaron Rodgers wins a Super Bowl there, it's worth three anywhere else, virtually anywhere else, That's how big that would be. As far as Deshaun Watson, same thing, except Watson comes with a ton of baggage. The Browns fans have had to hear all about everything that he has done wrong. The owner had to shell out guaranteed, uh, fully guaranteed $250 million or whatever the number was. And now he hasn't played well since he's been back. We didn't expect him to be great, but now is the time when he's supposed to turn it around and get the Browns to the promised land. That's why there's more on Deshaun Watson. Here's Aaron up next on ESPN Radio. Aaron, what do you got today, brother? Hey, Chris. Uh,
3: So, I actually, I agree with you that I think Deshaun is going to be the one that has the most pressure on him. But I think the reasoning for it is, so they both kind of have equal amounts of prioritization in terms of legacy and all that, right? Like, one's coming from Cleveland, one's coming from New York. Both these teams need a championship. The difference is Deshaun is playing in one of, if not the hardest division in football, and so he has to kind of accomplish the same thing that Aaron is wanting to accomplish in a much harder division. Oh, so I don't know. I don't know that I, that know that I would say much
0: right. harder. I would say the AFC East is pretty difficult when the Patriots are going to be the worst team in that division, and you would still expect them to win seven or eight games. We, we Patriots are not a five-win team. They've got the easiest schedule in the entire NFL, remember that, and the coach is still the coach. You've also got the Dolphins, who are immensely talented, and the Bills, who are always knocking on the door. The Jets have raised their game immensely. There is not a huge difference between the AFC North and the AFC East. Ethan is up next on ESPN Radio. Ethan, what about you, bud?
4: What's up, man? I just want to say I think Aaron has more pressure because the only reason Deshaun has pressure – Well, most of the reason is because of the the court cases, obviously. People don't think he's, you know, worth it. They think the Browns made a bad decision. But the thing is, just because he's settled doesn't mean he's guilty. You know what I'm saying? He probably just didn't want to go through the whole PR nightmare. Uh, Listen, guilty, not
0: guilty. That's not what we're talking about today. What we're talking about is the PR nightmare that has been the last couple of years and the amount of money that the Browns shelled out in addition to the amount of assets, which we, we haven't even thrown in there with everything they traded to Houston to get this done, and now you are on the doorstep finally of seeing the guy having played some, having a full off season uh, where nothing else is going to be of concern, and now you have to turn it into something. So if that's the case, now Deshaun Watson has to deliver. I get what you're saying. It's not about guilt or anything. Whatever you want to talk about with that, the league obviously found enough to suspend the guy for 11 games. And it has been everything around Deshaun Watson for two years. And and just think about this. I could speak about this for a second as a fan of a team that had a quarterback that didn't have the greatest reputation as a guy. It's not an easy thing to go through. I'm a Steelers fan, admittedly. But I will give you the straight dope. I didn't think they were that good But with uh, last year. But with Roethlisberger... I didn't love rooting for him personally with all the stuff that happened back in the day with him. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to try to relitigate that, but it's not easy as a fan to root for your team when people are going to point to you and say, yeah, but you know what? Your guy's that guy. Look what he did. Look at everything around him. It's not fun, man. It's not fun when your team has somebody that's incredibly polarizing, to put it mildly. Not fun at all. 888-SAY-ESPN 888-729-3776 We'll get more of your calls on this very topic in just moments. Line them up. The lines are open. But right now, I gotta get something off my chest. Canty and Carlin R. Ah! I hate
1: you so much right now! Kristoff. Yeah,
0: yeah. listen, I am a big supporter of small business in this country, especially over everything that's gone through the last couple of years, but I thought this was only a problem for me at home. My local bagel place. I walk in, I go get a bagel maybe once a week, and I am a bagel with butter guy, strictly. I don't want a ton of butter on it because that can ruin the experience. I just want enough to taste it. When I have gone into my local place lately, There is not even a hint of butter on that bagel. And I have been put in the embarrassing situation as an incredibly out of shape man to walk into that store and say, can I have a bagel now with extra butter? You should see the head snap as they turn in my direction. Oh, fatty wants extra butter. No, I just want a representative amount of butter. I just would like to taste it. So imagine my surprise when I'm up here in Connecticut this morning and I go to the local bagel place and I thought it was just limited to my store at home and I asked for, could I have an Asiago bagel with butter, please? Great. I get it at the end. I get into the car. I take a bite and I spit it out because there was not even a hint of butter on that bagel. If you go to a bagel store right now and you ask... For cream cheese, they will give you a pound and a half of cream cheese on that sucker. And I went and researched it this morning. The price of butter has gone up 34% over the last couple of years. Hey, small business, small America, you have my sympathies. I will back you at every turn, but I will not let you serve me up the screw job anymore. And then I came into work this morning and I found out, not just me, not just me. I asked everybody who's working on the morning show today. Guys, is is this happening to you? Yes, it's happening to you. It's happening to you. It's happening to everybody. We're all getting squeezed. Now, if there's one person I would expect to be on my side on this, it would be Bubba. And I would briefly like your take on this because, frankly, it was... Bubba, it got the day off to such a bad start, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that I spit it out when I didn't even taste a hint. Not a tiny little film of butter on this bagel. Well, if I'm, I'm personally
4: a, just a cream cheese guy, so I, I don't know the, the, the plight that you're going through, but I, the, the unfortunate thing is, like you mentioned, you can't go and say, I want extra butter. That's the thing, because you're going to look like a lunatic. So exactly, you're pretty much just screwed. I think, but have, that's
0: what they're asking me to do. I and think by the well, way, you're going to have
4: to start bringing your own butter. That's I, the only solution. <laughs> bring a bring a cooler. Bring a butter. Bring some butter. Put that in your, you know, in the front seat, on the, you know, the passenger side. Bring that and then add it too. Because if you ask for extra butter, you're going to look like a lunatic, and so even though you're just trying to get to the right amount, there's nothing you can do. Bring your own butter. Problem solved.
0: Two things there too. I had the incredible embarrassment of asking for it that one time. And they didn't even put barely any more butter on the thing. Not at all. And when you when you are my size and you ask for extra butter, they think that you are about to take an entire stick, wrap it in bacon, and fry it, and have it for lunch. Don't make me be more ashamed of myself for asking for what's mine. Carlin on ESPN Radio
3: brainstorm what is something that works so well that it's basically magic air conditioning noise canceling headphones meeting free fridays what about selling with shopify grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash greenie or lowercase go to shopify.com slash greenie now to grow your business no matter what stage you're
2: in shopify.com slash greenie this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. we all carry around different stressors i do you do we all do big small and when we keep them bottled up as i sometimes have had
1: Greeny, the podcast.
0: Let me tell you something. There's been an outpouring of support, and I appreciate that. I am glad that we have been able to connect on this level regarding the bagel situation with the butter on Twitter. Rob, Jeff, I had to give up bagels because I couldn't get half butter, half cream cheese without heads exploding. When you ask for just cream cheese, you get a cream cheese sandwich like they have their own cows in the back. You're right. I don't need four pounds of the cream cheese. Just give me a little bit of butter. What's the difference? They both come from the cow. They both, basically cream cheese does, but they both, uh, you know, listen. It's affecting dairy. Their prices are going up all over the place. Old man raw shank. I go to Brueger's bagel. I'm like you, but I'm a salt bagel guy. First of all, salt bagels are disgusting. Start. Just start doing something else with your life. If you're on that. But then he goes, I have to ask for light butter because they will pile it on like the expiration date is the next day. Well, look at you. Aren't you just an embarrassment of riches? Is your wallet too small for your fifties? I'm sorry. Please. And then Elizabeth Wilkerson says, Just ask for butter on the side. Here's the problem. I don't I'm getting in my car. I don't want to get in my driver's seat and I'm got a knife out and I'm trying to spread Butter on a bagel before I get Oh dear God You get the point Can I just have a little convenience in my life for once Carlin, in for Greeny. Here at Greeny, we're fired up for the MLB season. Luckily for you, our friends at Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, have great deals on great seats with a huge selection of tickets to this year's hottest matchups. Experience every crack of the bat, every diving catch, every heart-pounding play of your favorite team live and in person. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Part of the Big
3: Ten's hesitancy was they didn't want to be the ones to kill the Pac-12. Keep your eye on, on the ACC because there are some unhappy campers there. Big Ten presidents stated they wanted
1: to maybe look a
2: little more east in realignment.
0: My friends, we need to be paying attention to what's going on right now in college athletics and more potential major realignment. Chris Carlin, in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, presented by... Progressive Insurance, insurance for motorcycles, boats, RVs, for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com.
1: Sneaky big news.
0: Look what's going on right now. The Big Ten is looking at even more expansion as the Pac-12 just turns more and more unstable. It is Really interesting to see this unfold. The Pac-12, let's face it, let's just face the truth, okay? It's done. It was done when USC and UCLA moved to the Big Ten. Here's Pete Thamel, ESPN College Football Insider, on what else the Big Ten is looking at.
3: But the ability right now for the Big Ten to get Oregon and Washington essentially at a discount, Uh, the TV number, the average over the uh, length of the Big Ten deal is about $60 million dollars. So they could maybe get Oregon and Washington for somewhere around half that, more than half that, or, or let them build up. So you get two of the better schools left on the board, and you get them at a discount. Two potential headwinds for Oregon and Washington. One is USC was very against this. Now, their athletic director, Mike Bone, who brokered the deal, is gone. And the other is Big Ten presidents, who have a big stroke in this. Some of them stated earlier that they wanted to maybe look a little more east to Virginia and North Carolina, which are the prize new markets in realignment.
0: Well, think about this for a second, okay? Seattle is still an important television market. It's still a top 12 market in this country. And as much as you want to talk about unbundling and all those kinds of things, the money is still there to be had. If Washington and Oregon in the Pacific Northwest become part of the Big Ten, the Big Ten expands its footprint out there, and even if we're just talking about people paying for the Big Ten network to in order to watch Washington and Oregon out there, there are enough people in the Pacific Northwest with those two uh, schools specifically in and around Seattle that are going to make it worth it for the Big Ten to do it. But you heard Pete say something very interesting right there and something we have to keep an eye on. Florida State seems like there are rumblings that they are talking about the potential of the ACC eventually dissolving here. We all know where we're headed for an eventual big three, right? Well, if the ACC starts to fall apart, talk about Virginia and North Carolina. North Carolina is a, certainly a school that fits the profile of the Big Ten, as Virginia does as well. an AAU in University, an excellent, excellent academic university, really fits what they are. Be careful as to what else is going to be out there, because if you look at what's happening, who is the big fish in the ACC? Clemson. Clemson still has hurdles to get over. But if Clemson becomes a real possibility to move somewhere else from the ACC to the SEC or to the Big 12 or even to the Big 10 and they, let's just say, can get themselves uh, approved to that level of academics that they would need to, that could be a bidding war, people. Truly. What they become in football if you're the Big 12, maybe don't move too fast. If you're, the, if you're the Big 10 and you're looking to add more and more, think about North Carolina. It would be perfect for the Big 10. Charlotte, bingo. UVA, get Washington even more so than they have with Maryland. Bingo. Big, big spots right there. Keep an eye on this. Clemson is the team or the school that ultimately is going to hold a lot of the cards here for the ACC. Carlin, in for on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. we got time and in just a few minutes. We'll try to squeeze in a couple of more of your calls. Who's got more pressure on them? Is it Aaron Rodgers? Is it Deshaun Watson? That is all on the way. But we also have something else that, well, frankly, you need to know
1: about. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know.
0: There's a gentleman in New York City who is trying to be, I don't know if I would use the word pioneer. I don't know if I would call him a a freedom fighter, if you will, but somebody that is actively taking on the man. And when I say the man, I mean, of course, big fast food. Now, if it seems like... We're tied up in a lot of food things today. It's purely coincidental. And the reason that we are getting to Taco Bell today is we have come to know over the last several weeks on this show that Thursday is Taco Thursday in the ESPN Cafe. It has become a point of consternation for Bubba. He has been keeping a spreadsheet as to what the options are on Taco Thursday in the cafe. He is holding the people in the cafe, more accountable than Jerry Jones is holding Dak Prescott. I think it is not overstating the situation to say that. That's fair. Have we, first of all, gotten an indication of what today's selection will be in the cafe for Taco Thursday? They have not said anything. It's not on the app.
4: We don't know. So we are going blind.
0: Is this the equivalent, Bubba, of when on trade deadline day a – manager might postpone his news conference by 45 minutes because something's cooking.
4: Well, something is cooking. But according to my calculations here, we last had ground beef on July 6th. Then we had pulled pork. Then we had chicken. And I was gone last week, but Cam said they had ground turkey. So... We've gone through every option. The only one mm. we haven't had is carne asada since June 8th, which I'd be fine with. Mm-hmm. But there's no, unless they repeat something before they do ground beef again, which would be insane. <laughs> It has to be a ground beef day. So today, I'm thinking it's got to be the ground beef or carne asada. Which are the two best options? Or they've got just something sinister going on because they're going to repeat something according to this spreadsheet. They're going to have like a tuna taco or something yeah, oh, down board. there. So I and, mean, and I
0: I do wonder, knowing all of that, if in fact the announcement is being pushed off so that they can make the proper adjustments, knowing how you stand. But this is where I need to get some opinions here because this gentleman, well. I don't use the word hero lightly, but I think it applies here. Frank Siragusa. Who is Frank Siragusa? Well, Frank Siragusa is a man who was not happy recently when he went to Taco Bell and his Mexican pizza that he paid $5.49 for in New York City last September appeared to really only contain about half as much beef and bean filling as the photos would indicate. In other words, Frank is fighting False advertising. So he has got a proposed class action that was filed in federal court recently. He accused Taco Bell of deceiving consumers by falsely advertising not only it's Mexican pizza, but it's veggie Mexican pizza, it's Crunch Wrap Supreme, it's Grande Crunch Wrap, and it's vegan Crunch Wrap. Says it doesn't contain anywhere near what it needs to. Now, you might say, Frank, I mean, you know, we all deal with this, right? This is nothing new to Frank. Frank last year had his lawyers file what is a still pending lawsuit in Brooklyn accusing McDonald's and Wendy's over the actual advertised size of their burgers versus what is delivered. And then one other lawyer that is his. Filed a case in Miami last year against Burger King over their Whoppers. The lawsuit immediately went to mediation where it just reached an impasse. So here is the question. Gentlemen, is Frank just a guy that enables ambulance chasing lawyers? Or is he, in fact, a hero to America for this, this cause that he has taken up?
4: I'm going hero here because I think this is a battle that I think we've just been fighting silently, and I think everyone in their mind, you watch the advertising, you see it in in a magazine or on TV, and you're like, oh, my God, it looks insane. Then you get it, and it just never looks as good. But you just think to yourself, there's nothing I can do. Oh, well, what am I going to do? 30 seconds. This guy is doing something. This guy is stepping up and doing something for all of us. Not only that, but he's spanning the globe. He's got lawyers down in Miami, too. I'll tell you what. He's 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 got
0: more lawyers on this thing than the 2000 election. It's amazing. I say, Frank, you need a big man standing behind you to back you up, my friend. I will be there at the drop of a hat. Tomorrow, another one.
1: Thanks for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN radio or watch the show through the watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at eight on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.